Welcome to the Messy and Glorious podcast. Come and listen in to the conversations. I'm Sam, your host and a writer and self-belief coach who has a passion for sharing and writing stories. Today, our guest is Dan Nolson. Dan uh, Nolson is a raw chocolate lover, ceremony leader and new warrior. Having fallen out of uni and fallen into a career in IT, Dan eventually heard the call of the cacao spirit and his life has never been the same since. With his beloved twin flame, Paula, he founded Elements for Life to bring the goodness of raw cacao to the world. Together they produce award-winning raw chocolate goodies, run chocolate workshops and hold cacao ceremonies around a fire each full moon. One of Dan's deepest desires is the true equality of fairness on earth. He's passionate about bringing heart connection back to the world of business, respectful custodianship of mama nature and to inspire meaningful change knowing that healing and change begin with the inner work and from there true transformation can happen. Beyond chocolate, if there's such a place, Dan has been on an unfolding exploration of personal healing and growth for two decades with his belief that the human body is a perfectly designed vehicle in which to experience this life. He's been working to heal and come back into alignment with himself. To use Dan's own words, I'm in the best shape ever and there's more to come. Dan's journey has also led him to be initiated as a new warrior with the Mankind Project, connecting with fire and water through his training with sweat lodges and through the lodge. His reconnection to this land is deepening and opening up. Dan's mission bring change through connection to heart, nature, spirit and cacao. Hello and welcome Dan. Um, I, hello Sam. Hello. Normally I have a little tweak of someone's bio and add my own thing but actually it was just so lovely that I just thought do you know what I'm running with that today because it was just <laughs> it was so it was just so nice to to hear it from your perspective and um and and nice to sort of get up to date with what you're doing um so mm. can you just share a little bit about I don't know how how you're here now and and kind of how you got from chocolate to ceremony i guess yeah. <laughs> uh, well that's a, 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 a big question and there's 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 a shortish answer and there's a really long answer so i'll do somewhere in between um so my my journey with chocolate and with cacao um it came about about 10 11 years ago i think it was um as part of my journey around health and nutrition and diet I've been on with my wife um, for many years we discovered raw, raw chocolate fell in love with it and quite quickly it sort of just started taking over our lives and um, I remember Paula I came home one day um, and Paula was at home and sort of sat in the kitchen and she just turned around and said to me oh I think we should make a chocolate making kit and I was just like oh okay as you do um, and we woke up the following day and it was the beginning of October and it was like mm, we need to get on with this so we got on with it and from went from idea to launching a, a product in under four weeks um, which was just mad journey and then that went well and yeah it sort of and that was also part of a bigger thing because Paula had sort of kind of had messages from the universe over I think it was three times over two weeks she was supposed to be going to different places for a talk about something or other and it ended up being a completely different talk about raw chocolate and someone made a comment to her and this sort of thing so it really t stuck in her mind and then she said that to me and I said yes and um yeah we've just been on this journey with cacao ever since um 
which has been an unfolding journey and has had ups and downs and twists and turns along the way, as you'd expect. Um, but it's just, it's always felt kind of magical, except when we had a bit of a real slump uh, sort of a couple of years ago. Um, but it, we've, it, there's been real magic to it. So it's, 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 yeah, working with cacao is something that's magical. Um, there, so that's uh, sort of my a very brief bit of my story with chocolate. Um, then the other side, there's sort of the ceremony and the sort of the spiritual bit that you were talking about. So um, I've developed or been developing my own spiritual practice, my own spiritual path for oh, probably about 12, 13 years, sort of fairly consciously doing it. Before that, it was probably more of a subconscious unknown process that I was going through. Um, but yeah, so I, I became involved with um, doing sweat lodges and purification ceremonies and things like that, um, which really sparked just really talked to me when I first went into my first lodge and was sat there in the dark and in the heat with the water and the rocks and it, I just it, I felt at home um, and even that I've been wanting to go and be part of a sweat lodge for a number of years and lots of opportunities arose but nothing quite fell into place and so it was like and then when it did finally happen it was it was obviously the perfect time for it to happen um, so yes, for 12 years, that's been a very strong part of my path is um, learning, learning that, learning how to, to do the practicalities of it, but also the, the very much deeper parts of it, which is about spiritual connection, connection to the earth, connection to nature, etc, etc, um, and the healing space that it is. Um, so that's been a very big part of my life for yeah, 12 years. Um, but it's weird. I've always kind of kept these bits separate in my life. Um, yeah, I felt that um, having yeah. known you for for this ten last ten years since um, yeah. we met when I first started my business, and I I felt like um, the Dan I knew then, even though I felt there was something there, I, I, you know, that it's not like who I know and am seeing now. Do you know it's not yeah. visually and out in the world mm. there's there's a, a massive difference between then but what i did sort of feel that both you and paula had and i think it, that that was represented in the quick turnaround that you did is, is the drive to achieve something quickly and sometimes yeah yeah do, do you know, no, yeah. No, I, yeah i know you're sort of quite laid back flexed and stuff as well but i i think that kind of like um really inspired me because i i see that you've sort of mirrored that with um the funding for the teepee for the ceremonies and mm -hmm. and, and and i yeah. guess that's like together you're quite a powerful force so i i just wanted to delve into you know you and Paula, you, you call her your twin flame. So, mm -hmm. yeah, what, like there's a power between you that, that can do amazing <laughs> things. And I, I just wanted to sort oh. of like, how, yeah, yeah, how do you sort of, how did that happen? And how, how do you wow. try and make that carry on every day? That's, that's, that's another great question. Um, and, and, and actually, before I answer it, thank you for, for saying that about us. Um, yeah, it's beautiful to, to hear that. Um, so so uh, I guess maybe the first thing is, do, do you know of the term that's a twin flame? 
Are you I familiar kind of, with it? I think, well, let's yeah. share it anyway, because I think okay. obviously I might yeah. sort of have a little inkling, but not everyone hmm. listening will. Okay, so 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 my understanding of, of what a tw what twin flames are is that um, so people are familiar with soulmates, which are sort of uh, two souls which are a really deep level and really sort of closely connected and sort of just gel essentially, and they they have a really deep connection. Now the idea of a twin flame um, is that it's rather than being two souls which have that deep intimate connection, it's a single soul which splits into two incarnations in the male and female. They go through many incarnations separately. Quite often through those incarnations, their paths will cross and not necessarily in a healthy, clean way. It could be abusive relationships, power struggles, um, a, a sort of a landowner and a peasant. It could be all sorts of things. Um, but they so they sort of weave through the sort of time and space, but not quite connecting and then at some point they come back and reconnect as as a single soul um but in the two bodies in the male and female um and the, when we first heard about this i think paula was reading something uh, something on the internet um years and years ago and i remember she's sort of like dad, dad, come on come and read this come on read this. so i sort of like okay so i came through had a look and read this web page and I was I was only sort of about halfway through it, and I had two tears welling up in my eyes, yeah. and I just I just knew, and I just thought we were both just there, and it was like it's us, it's just, um, and it's it's really difficult to explain anymore when it's just like there's this uh, such a deep knowing and connection between us that it is. Yeah, I mean, we've both had all sorts of relationships over the years, but there's just something about this, that when we read this bit of information about Twin Flames, it just struck us like a light bulb or a bolt of lightning. And it was just like, oh my God. And it just, yeah, it just feels that that is what it is. That's what our relationship is. And as a result, it just, yeah, we just... Yeah, and I think that does <laughs> so reflect. I'm, I'm quite, <laughs> just yeah. like almost tearing up there because it's just so. It's the power, isn't it? It's like that yeah, how powerful absolutely. that feeling is um, of of having somebody in your life um, that is your twin flame. It's just, um, and I can imagine that, and it does, and it oozes into your chocolate in in so many different ways. You know, with with your, your element like. Yeah. Um, you know the, the absolutely chocolate, um and the way you present it um yeah definitely uh, i i i wouldn't have brought it up if i didn't sort of feel it out there <laughs> anyway um yeah it's it's, it's a funny one is and, and i mean don't don't get me wrong it doesn't mean that we just have lived this life to bliss i mean it's like oh, we no, can have some no of mistake. the most I'm ridiculous sure. bickery <laughs> arguments ever um but it's there's just a, a strength and a connection but yeah and and it does seem to sort of flow through sort of how we how we express ourselves certainly as a unit mm. together to the world um definitely um and yeah i think it's coming through more and more and as we're both on our own healing journeys yes yeah, you've sort of ventured more into the spiritual yeah. side of things and i think obviously you know being able to live together and work together as a couple <laughs> I'm sure it has all its uh, pitfalls as well, but that's quite, you know, a thing, isn't it? To be able to do that, to, to do that and survive. 
<laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and the 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 amount of time that we spend together is, is phenomenal. And um, I, I mean, we both sort of jokingly, but seriously, also say is like there's no way either of us could spend anywhere near the amount of time that we do with each other with anybody else. Hmm. And it's like it's sort of, yeah, we just want to kill people in a really <laughs> short space of time compared to. But with each other, it's just there's yeah. just this, yeah. So no, it, it does it does definitely come across in sort of what we do, and I think as we move through our journeys and as we're sort of healing our health and our sort of our minds and our bodies and all that sort of thing, as that's all sort of coming together, I think it's definitely changing the way that sort of we collectively as a couple show up, but certainly individually as well. Yeah. So I think you mentioned earlier about sort of how when we first met 10 12 years ago my you probably wouldn't have known about that side of my life in those days I was still doing IT so it's sort of like yeah. I was the t-bod who's sort of like yes, along to yes, networking we were, we're doing yeah. websites yes you were I remember now actually having like just yeah. read that and then now when you're talking <laughs> I'm like yeah no you did I remember thinking about you doing um yeah you did were you trying to do eco websites was it yeah, I used to do solar powered hosting. I used to do web design, a bit of consultancy. So whole mixed bag. Yeah, <laughs> but it's 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 like saying there's sort of all these different parts. These sort of different parts of my life were very sort of separated away, and um, uh, it's, that's part of my journey. And then sort of last year, that all changed, and it's sort of been integrating everything sort of since then. Yeah, um, like, let's let's delve into that because that was kind of how I. The pivot point I saw was um, something that you shared online, and and I was like, oh my gosh, um, you know, <coughs> some, something's been going on there. I hadn't really been in touch with you, but I was like, okay, something's going on. But actually, it's not good right now. But it feels like <laughs> it's going to be something. So yeah, just yeah, let's let's walk into that and and whatever you know you want to share about that. Yeah. What was going on yeah. last year? Yeah, very happy to. And in, it's, in fact, it's almost a year ago to the day. I mean, it's, well, we're the 2nd of April. So, yeah. um, uh, so some business have been struggling for a couple of years for us um, for all sorts of different reasons, um, external and internal. Um, and it, we came out of sort of our busy period at the Christmas and came into the beginning of 2019. Um, and things were just still kind of really murky and groggy and it was just we weren't really sure what was happening and where, where we were going to go with everything um, and me being a typical typical bloke in some respect that part of my personality really sort of kicked in and sort of like it's sort of like shutting it away not dealing with it stuffing all my emotions down not owning up to anything to myself and just bur burying everything um, and then while that's going on, that internal tape playing as sort of like, I'm useless, I'm not good enough, I can't, who am I to not be able to provide for my family? All of those sorts of self-judgments. Um, and that was just sort of spiralling through for me. Um, Paula wasn't in a great place with her health at that point. Uh, yeah, there are all sorts of things going for her, on for her. And as we were going coming into sort of like March, I was just getting more and more wound up inside myself, um, but not, not talking about it and not just, yeah, stuffing it down. Um, and 
I've, I've, you said in my intro that I'm in part of the Mankind Project. So because of that, I've got a, a men's group that I, I'm part of and I go to usually every two weeks. Um, so I circled up in my men's group uh, one evening and I've just checked in and it's going around the circle and everyone's taking their turn to check in and it was going on to someone else. And I, I caught a sort of a, a, it was like a fluttering of a butterfly's wings. It was sort of almost, I almost missed it, but there was this fluttering of a thought and it was up just there as well. It wasn't, it was sort of really strange, but there was this tiny thought of suicide that flashed and I was sort of like, and it, I caught it and I was like, that's not me. Well, but obviously it is because I've thought it and I've seen it. But it's like I've never had that conscious thought before. So I was like, okay. And I, I was just in the right place at the right time. And I was in my circle with my men. And it was like, okay, so I've got to explore this. So I brought it back to the circle once it came around back to me. And I was just like, I, yeah, so I started delving into that whole thing for me. Um, and that uncovered quite an interesting piece uh, in a, a piece of work that I did in, in my circle that evening, um, which will shine a light on it and part of my subconscious, which came into being when I was very small through various traumas and things like this. Um, I'd had enough. Um, and I was just, yeah, I was like, wow. I'd say, okay, well, I need to deal with this and work through it and then that evening or that night I was in, in bed asleep and the best way I can explain it is, a, is it was like a lucid dream um, uh, in the early hours in some semi sleep waking state I remember just diving into and exploring the whole concept of suicide in every way shape and form I could um, of what it would mean to me, to my, to Paula, to the, the rest of my family, to my dogs, to my business, to my loved ones, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, and how I could do it, what, what, yeah, different ways of doing it. And I was just exploring the whole concept of suicide in every angle I could. And at the same time of doing that, there was this other part of me, the observer or the, my higher self, whatever you want to call that, that other part of me that was detached and just watching me go through this whole exploration. Um, and I sort of, yeah, like I say, it was like a lucid dream. And I, sort of, I certainly wasn't awake. But I, um, and it was harrowing <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt. Oh but God, it was yeah. all but it was also hugely empowering and it was it was such a gift it really was an amazing gift that um i'm i feel so blessed to have had um and yeah so that's what happened that eve that night and then i woke up and then sort of said paul said good morning and i just broke apart and yeah. fell apart in yeah. tears and everything came out um and we started talking exploring things so um so yeah so that was sort of the first everything cracked yeah. open um so there were various things that we had practical things to do with business and all these sorts of things i had to deal with um the following night i then had another massive lucid dream experience so uh, one night i had that following night another experience happened so i was like okay so 
who am I? What am I doing? What's going on here? And I just started it. And it, it, it feels, felt like I was burrowing inside myself ever deeper mm-hmm. and deeper. It was just, um, and just peeling through deeper into deeper and deeper through layers of myself to, and sort of getting through all the bits of me that sort of the different layers that I present to the world. And then just came to this, the, the core of who I am. And, um, it may sound corny but I found a golden thread that was running all the way through the middle of me and I just connected with that and I just sort of like exploded in and opened with just this complete and utter unconditional love um this place of being held and supported and just with absolutely no yeah no worries no fears it was just like this cocoon of being held um and and then i sort of met my 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 higher self my, at that point um and i i have met my higher self at various points over the years in different ways and but i think that time it happened that i was so broken and i was so open that i had no defenses left mm-hmm. so what i did i just found my higher self and I was just like oh my god and I was just I just couldn't sort of try and push it away and it was just I was open to it um and then my higher self I, I kind of laugh about this because it's almost just like the mischievous part of me it's all like yeah. my higher self then turned around and said to me so why are you here and then I woke up <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Okay. so, oh so it was like oh my god Ugh. yeah that night, night number three, I had my third lucid dream experience on the trot. Um, and again, none of these were planned. They just happened. So on that third night, the lucid dream that I went through was, why am I here? And I started exploring that question um, and looking, tracking back through my life and through my history at different things and what had happened in different ways and all of these different bits. And just kept sort of tracking back and seeing how sort of I'd been knocked off course at different times and the implications and oh just low it just absolutely exploring that. And it came back to um it came back to sort of uh, the basics for me and the sort of the, the why I'm here is all right. One of the most important things, the sort of real thing at the core of me is that I want to make a difference. Um I want my life to have some form of meaning and to make a difference. And that's not necessarily about making some grand statement and being remembered mm-hmm. throughout time and history. Um, but it's about knowing that through my deeds and actions and words, I've made a positive change to the world around me um, in whatever le- level. So that's kind of the real nugget of it. And then sort of the next layer from that is that sort of the four things which are really important to me. So one is sort of uh, heart connection. Heart connection is so important to me. Um, connection to my own heart, connection to other people through mm-hmm. heart connection. Um, the other is nature connection and remembering my connection to everything that is. And the I've always loved being in nature, but it's just really highlighted that for me. And my path of the lodge has been really helpful with that as well. Um, then the third one is... Um, uh, my connection to spirit, um, whatever that may be, and how that's continuing to unfold, and that's sort of my. Sp- and then the fourth one is working with cacao, 
um, because I, I love working with cacao. I love playing with it. I love being. I love it being in my life, um, and I, I truly believe it's got. There's a lot of things that cacao can bring to our world to change the way we are. Um, so it's sort of like so connection to heart and nature and spirit and cacao, and it's these sort of four things. Um, so I woke up thinking, oh, that's, that's it. So I now have to, I have no choice. I've been so broken and I've just, well, my higher self was like, right, why are you here? And I've got this as like, so heart connection, nature connection, spirit connection and connection to cacao. It's like, that is what I, I have to bring into the, to the world, mm -hmm. but I can't keep them separate anymore. Um, and so I've just been on this, journey since well pretty much a year now of just complete and utter trust in what may come um at times really having no idea what's about to happen and the potential is like oh my god i have no money blah, 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 all of these things but it's like but it's all fine it's all absolutely fine i completely trust and just gradually finding a way to weave all of those things together um and then i think it was about a month later a few weeks later um i i, I felt spirit tapping me on on my left on my right shoulder this time and it was like <coughs> cacao ceremonies <coughs> cacao ceremonies and i was, I, I remember i laughed but okay all right then and so it was there and the interesting with cacao ceremonies is paul and i had been to one six or seven years ago we had a bad experience it wasn't a good ceremony it wasn't held well all sorts of different things but it put us off and so we held it at bay for all these years and then yeah so sort of last april sort of cacao went <coughs> <laughs> so was like, okay um and hence the cacao ceremonies that i've been holding were sort of came into being um, yeah. and that's the first part of really sort of bringing sort of sort of some of the things together um and i think like you said that sort of how how you see me now is sort mm -hmm. of different to how i was back then i think that's very much part of it it's like i'm very much stepping into and pulling together all these different parts and um yeah and it, i still don't know where it's going to go um, i've got some ideas and about things that i want to do and sort of bring into reality and manifest but it's just um yeah so that's that's my my pillars and I, that then formed into a, a mission statement uh, which is i bring change through connection to heart nature spirit and cacao um so that's my mission um and that's what i'm working to manifest however that forms <laughs> i know wow it's looking good so far um, <laughs> Thank you. It is, it is. um just going back to when you were sat in your men's circle um not everybody not every man has that has has Sadly, yeah unfortunately and and this is this is I think it's so important for us to provide spaces for, for men um, who, you know, at the end of the day, we've all gone through over the past hundred years or so massive change, role change and everything in our lives. Mm. And, and we're all searching for our place in the world. Mm -hmm. The world doesn't work the same. Um, yep. 
although some of us still experience those old traditional ways of living and that they can still cause a lot of barriers there's there's definitely a call for people to step up and change the way they yeah. are how as a man without a men's circle do you think that they can access something you know to to yeah in a certain uh, instance you know or how can people provide or keep an eye out for their men you know yeah <laughs> yeah really good point and um yeah i i do feel hugely lucky and privileged that i've i've got that support network around me um and that I've been able to build it up over the years um, and it is a real shame that it's not there available for for all men and in fact not just men for young boys as well teenagers yes. yeah, yeah, coming through yeah. um, and that's something that I'm sort of now involved with as well but so for men I think the I think it's just trying to sort of be there for them if, if if you see see someone who looks like they or feels that someone's struggling or there's a man in your life who's struggling who's just just be there for him and just not go in and try and fix anything mm -hmm. but just check in and just give them the opportunity to just say look is everything okay i'm just wondering and it's, i don't think it needs to be anything more than that i think sometimes something as simple as that can be the enough to give someone that lifeline or to throw them a, just to give them the catch of something to actually start them on a journey um and yeah i think and there are there are organizations and men out there who are always willing to be support and to to be have contact uh, if necessary you know, i'm very much one of those um but i think it's you know, the, the first thing is just don't be afraid to actually just Generally, in whatever way works, just you just ask them, yeah. ask them if they're all right, check in with them, um, and you probably nine times out of ten you'll get, yeah, yeah I'm fine, I'm fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's a typical response, um, but it's not about pushing it then, but just sort yeah. of at least letting them know, and even just saying, well, if if anything ever comes up, I'm always here for you. Just something like it could be something as simple as that. I think it's just little things because it all comes down to connection, actually. Um, as a society, we're all very much closed off, men probably more so in some ways. Um, and I think just actually being there, opening up and offering that some form of connection and an opening for someone can make all the difference. Do you think yeah. um, as, you know, um, as young men, there is something that we can teach them from a young age? Um, yeah. <laughs> you know like I, I know that's gonna be a yeah but I was just like I just because I have two I don't know I have two girls and two boys so for me like bringing them up is quite a different experience and sometimes my youngest boy is amazing he's really open emotionally and you know he, he's he's his contextual understanding of everything is amazing but my eldest mm. boy is not he he mm. was born without emotion like you do know mm. he, he it's in there somewhere but you know it's like yeah. the, the struggle to bring that out of him um in order for him to um be more aware of the world around him and his own world mm. it ha has been um a very difficult road and um you know I, I i try and get him out in nature and, and do things but as a parent as a mother mm. um trying to find that way of connecting with him is really difficult and 
I, yeah, I I can imagine, and um, I I think that's one of that's something that's is very much missing is sort of um, is that wider support network and that sort of uh, mentoring uh, and initiation of sort of particularly young boys into into men. Uh, women get sort of some various sort of quite distinct initiations through their lives when they start menstruating, then childbirth, and then the menopause. They get sort of very distinct ones now they may not necessarily yeah. be held the most healthily but yeah, they're but quite obvious whereas the traditional concept of an initiation just doesn't exist for men mm. in the vast majority of our societies and I very much believe that that's to the detriment of us of yeah. the men and the women and society as a whole um, and there's there's some interesting sayings that it, it takes a, it takes a village to raise a child and I think that's very very true I think it, it's not parents have a, a really important central role obviously but in a healthy society there is that wider village that would bring them up um, and help mentor them and bring them sort of tutor them along their lives mm -hmm. um, so I think it's sort of it's it's finding ways to be able to bring in that sort of mentoring and wider sort of support network and um, that's that's key um, I mean, there's an organisation called Journeyman, um, which is, is a, a sort of small charity, um, and I got involved with them <clears throat> um, October last year. It's an organisation I've known of for years, and I hadn't been in the right place to be able to engage with them, and, but I knew I would at some point, and I am now. So, and there, what they do is they work to mentor um, teenage boys um to ha so offer them a, a circle of men who can hold and connect with with the teenage boys as they come in support them as they go through their journey and then there's a rites of passage experience as well um i mean one of the downsides with journeyman is it's only small and there's only a few sort of groups so there's one in stroud which was the first one there's one in bristol um they've both been going quite a, a long time there's a relatively new one in Glastonbury um, and there's a new one forming in Froome which I'm part of oh, wow, at the moment. Okay. but at the moment we're in the process of sort of as the group of men we're getting ourselves together and learning and doing what we need to do to be able to get to a place where we've been able to support and mentor yeah. the boys but it's uh, it's certainly that sort of thing is invaluable and, and um so yeah it's if it's finding ways and it, even if it's not through some form of organization like journeyman yeah. if it's um just individuals or there's sort of people in your wider circle who your sons connect with and get on well with or it, it could be a grandparent or it could be an uncle it could be something like that or it could be a male friend or whatever but if there's someone there who has that some level of connection um that can help offer that sort of that support and that mentoring yeah. and it, 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 the word that does keep coming for me is it's about mentoring it's not about yeah it's about mentoring it's about support um so yeah and it's something that it is sadly very very missing in society but it's something that is going to become more prevalent i have no doubt i think the 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 shifts that are happening in society um the opportunity that we have is that as more and more people become aware of the challenges that men are facing that women are facing that boys and girls are facing um 
more and more people are looking for something else. More and more people are becoming aware of the fact that there is something fundamental missing and they're looking for it and they're searching it out in different ways. Um, and you know, I've, I've, I would love to see one day there being a journeyman circle in every town there be men's circles in and, every and town a, norma and a normality as such. absolutely and that that's the way that we yeah. do things yeah, yeah. absolutely and, and it's natural isn't it uh, you know nature can you know people, if you look at animals in nature they do these things if you watch wolves or you watch any, any creature they have yeah. these ceremonies in place and yeah. and and we've lost our you know it's kind of there but it's like we've lost our ability as a whole race to to um to do that and it, it is um yeah it's having a detriment effect on, on absolutely so if you if you look back through traditional indigenous cultures around the world they all without question have initiatory processes and experiences for particularly for the young boys for their transition into manhood um, and that's a very specific to each culture and some of them are really quite horrendous uh, or the potential and, and literally have the potential for death mm -hmm. um, and others are, are different in different ways um, and then women will support the, the young girls through their, their transitions through life um, and those cultures those societies have that healthy relationship and as well as those initiatory processes and experiences, there is that wider mentoring of the community. Mm -hmm. um, and it's something that, I th yeah, if as we in the West <laughs> um, gradually sort of become, come back into connection with ourselves and connection to everything around us, hopefully that, that is going to change. And um, yeah, people are going to be calling for it. So yeah, yeah, have to try, work towards it. Yeah, completely. Um, delving in to my notes. Um, so one of my favourite words you used in your bio actually was custodianship, and I'm a real believer in the <laughs> fact that we're here to be custodians of Mother mm -hmm. Nature. Um, and not um, you know, uh, the, the vicious <laughs> way we behave with her now. <laughs> well, um, just tell me a little bit more about your um, connection to nature and how you try and bring that into your everyday. Um, so it's, it's something that I've, very, I've, I've felt has been there all my life. Um, more or less at different times um and a lot of my life in my childhood i was sort of fortunate enough to to be a country boy and not live in big towns or cities and things like that and um, there have been periods of time when i have lived in horrible suburbia and cities and uh, yeah it's not been right for me in any way Training, shape or form um yeah it's just um but partly it's been part of my journey at those periods because of what's been going on when I was at uni or whatever, but also just being so disconnected from myself that not even recognizing it. So, but what I, for me, it's just um, the more I explore my spiritual path, the more that has opened up and really deepened my connection to nature um, because my spiritual, my spiritual practices 
are nature-based. Um, so they're sort of sweat lodges and purification ceremonies. So they're very much connected to, to earth, to the nature, working with different elements. Um, then there's um, just looking and exploring shamanic practices. Um, so from journeying and sort of just nature connection. And then, yeah, there's just lots of different things like that. So I'm, I feel incredibly blessed that I live a couple of minutes walk from the towpath and then from River Avon. So I've got beautiful walks nearby. Um, and Paul and I are always going for walks along there anyway. And then when we got our dogs about eight years ago, um, we're obviously out all the time now, every day, sort of once or twice every day. So um, that's just a beautiful gift for me to be able to just get out and go for a walk with my dogs. And even if it's horrible pissing down with rain, I may not want to go out, but once I get out, I always, without fail, especially on those days when it's horrible, I always just literally, I thank my dogs for getting me out into nature. Um, and because it all, once I'm there, it's like, oh, cares yeah. and worries disappear. <laughs> Sometimes I, I feel like when you go out in the rain and you get soaked, you like can feel more invigorated than when you've been out in the sunshine and the warmth, can't you? Yeah. It seems to do something to your body that makes you come alive. Um, Definitely, yeah. yeah. Really feeling, really feeling, and experiencing the elements um, and experiencing the weather is 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 really enlivening. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, when I was younger, I used to surf and. For me, one of the greatest things about going surfing was you sort of like you get out, you paddle out beyond the waves, and just I just sit there on your board, bobbing up and down, and just whatever shit's been going ah, yeah. in the head just drains out into the sea. Um, and I just get that whenever I go for a walk with my dogs um, or, with, or with Paula, and it's just the I just get out into nature, and it, even if yeah, it's a time out for things and it's a break from everything, disconnect from technology and the internet and smartphones and all those sorts of things and just just be and just take the time to be there to soak up the environment, get my feet bare on the ground and really get grounded. Um, all of those things just nourish me on a daily basis and it's, yeah, it's, it's really important to me, really important yeah. to me and Ultimately, I think it's really important to all of us because so many people, are, unfortunately, they don't have that experience. They don't have access to those sorts of places and they live in high-rise no. tower blocks. And it, I, it's, it's a shame. It's a real shame. Yeah. It is. I, I, before I came um, to speak to you today, I was like, oh, I don't feel as good as I should to, to come. And so I, I just sat in the sunshine for, you know, just in the garden and, and watched everything going on for 20 yeah. minutes just to, to give myself a little boost because I yeah I think it's just because with everything going on right now it's um yeah kind of stuck Absolutely. in the house a little bit and it's it's like oh my god I need the garden more than ever right now yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely absolutely yeah and I'm, I'm sort of I'm exploring more and more different sort of practices sort of um for really sort of delving into sort of nature so there's a concept of a sit spot so where you just have this place that you're really familiar with but you go there mm. a lot and just yeah. the more time you spend there, the more time you can just gradually become aware of what goes on around there, the different yeah, plants yeah, and animals yes. and see how they interact and 
so there's things like that there's um and yeah and sort of grounding and sw river swimming and being in the sun just all those different ways of actually feeling into things and just sitting somewhere and just focusing on one particular sense for 10 minutes yeah to focus on your eyesight and just see what you can see the furthest thing you can see in the minutest detail and then do the same with your hearing and then the uh, touch and taste and all these sorts of things and it actually sort of helps to expand your senses expands the range of I, your senses um, i was talking to some ladies on my group last night and we were talking about how we can um sort of be more present and and observe in more detail and I, one of the things i um have done a lot is just go on a color walk so just to mm. go and just find yellow and see how much yellow you can find um and you know i, I just it just brings such a different perspective to the world than um than we you know um you have already and i find yeah just sitting i, I love that the sit spot and um, to, to sit in one space and see it in a different light mm. of day um, yeah. will be um amazing experience yeah so um what well, what like just okay no worries we're just Two having seconds. a little break <laughs> for a moment because life <laughs> life and um, i'm just gonna oh, carry on with that we're experiencing real life as it happens and obviously this podcast is always unedited so we're just gonna leave oh, we'll this moment in yeah. um but yeah i was just talking about color walk um with Dan so maybe try that today and um, go on if you're allowed to go out or go in your garden maybe just look for one color and see where that takes you hello welcome back <laughs> <laughs> and of course I can't just be given the boxes he's got to put them on the floor and take a picture now oh my gosh I know oh yeah, well, well yes that's the, the <laughs> times we are in right now they, that's mm. why you need to go on a little walk and sit in your sit spot somewhere and just take it take it in take absolutely um absolutely completely um so just i know you said before you're just like letting things unfold but is there anything in particular that's sort of um coming up in 2020 um you know virtually or otherwise that you, you would like to share that you, you're really excited about yeah um so well <laughs> the the plans i did have have kind of gone awry because of the current situation so yeah. um uh so, so they're unfolding again um so there are a couple of things that are sort of really sort of coming up so what we 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 had been um really starting to work with doing sort of chocolate making workshops as well as the cacao ceremonies um, which we were doing sort of in the teepee around the fire and things like that. So obviously those sorts of things we can't really do at the moment and who knows when we'll be able to do them yeah. again. Um, so I'm kind of going to be taking them online. So I've, I've, I've done my first uh, virtual cacao ceremony um, last week, which was interesting. Uh, okay. It's very strange for me to do it that way, um, but it seemed to work and got some really lovely feedback from people who were there. Um, so I'm going to be doing those most full and new moons um, so pretty much every two weeks. Um, there'll be the odd occasion when I'm, I've got something else that I can't make those. So that's one thing I'm going to be doing. I'm actually in the process of then going to be developing that into uh, more of a, because at the moment the those are now free um, sort of 
uh, more like a sort of a guided meditation shamanic journey um not quite as interactive um i do those live into a face private facebook group what i'm going to be developing is sort of actually more of an interactive um cacao ceremony using zoom so everyone's on camera and can yeah. sort of have a, a more intimate deeper connection um and looking at how i can maybe sort of then take that into a, a cacao ceremony facilitated training course that i'm sort of going to be working on developing um to sort of help guide people on that journey um and then the same with the chocolate making so we're going to be doing some live chocolate making sort of things online and then sort of probably develop a, a chocolate making workshop sort of course online course um so those are sort of a couple of, sort of very tangible things um and yeah also kind of seeing how it unfolds as well and it's interesting because since we've gone into sort of the, the, the lockdown state we are in the uk for a week and a half now so i think yeah. officially it's been um or just short of two weeks um interestingly we've got really busy at work um which although all of the events and live sites for our website sales and amazon sales have gone up massively at the moment which is great. I'm not complaining. Um, so while the, while I can, and while I can still keep getting stock in and we can make things and then we can ship stuff out, yeah. we will. Um, but we are already, we're starting to see some challenges with that. We're one of our suppliers has closed temporarily. We're not sure how long they'll be back. Another one has got, has put a hold on any new orders for a couple of weeks and another one's got delays in shipping and this yeah. sort of thing. So, so the supply chain is being impacted. Um, so Paula and I were talking, uh, it was either yesterday or this morning, um, because one of the things that we've both felt, and I think a lot of people are feeling this at the moment, is that um, w despite all the chaos that's going on, there seems to be a real feeling about actually sort of like, we need to slow down. Yeah. So, so it's a time, it seems to be, a lot of it seems to be about you know, people are being forced to slow down and in that process actually there's that real energy of actually you know slow down mm. start going inside yourself start reflecting upon what's happening look at what's going on with the world see how our systems and our structures have been to create the world that we've had see how things are moving <laughs> um, and yeah. what are the opportunities to be able to go from there and yeah. I've had some really clear sort of feelings and messages it feels like from spirit recently is um for me i need to slow down i need to do that process of slowing down going inside and the other part of it for me is i really need to do more ceremony whether that's just me sitting in ceremony on my own whether it's me and paul or whether it's with other people online or whatever I, yeah that's the other thing for me is slowing down and making space for ceremony in whatever way shape or form that takes um, and I think that's the thing that I'm getting a real sort of draw to, which I think is, yeah, interesting is sort of stepping into that part of my life much yeah. more than I ever have, but it just feels the right thing for me to be doing. I just don't, yeah, it feels like a really clear message for me that that's what I need to do. I think the whole um, world um, is, because we're sort of quiet right now a lot of us are going to have stuff going on in our brain aren't yeah, we that we're like absolutely. haven't realized is there before um, mm. so there's going to be a real need for people like you to hold space for that 
I think. Oh, bless. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, thank you. Thank you. Um, and, you know, I think that there is that's one of the challenges is that when people don't have all the external stimuli going on, they haven't got the rushing life that they can be yeah. used to and they're forced to slow down there and all those things start coming up. People are going to be finding some people are going to be finding it really difficult, and they yeah. might be in an uncomfortable situation or a bad relationship, and forced to still be in that, or just yeah. forced to be on their own, or whatever it may be. So I think having online support, whether it's through ceremony, whether it's through virtual circles, whether it's just through forums and groups on Facebook or wherever it may be, I think those sorts of things are really important at the moment um, to have those available. Um, and if if you're someone who's able to help create those or hold those spaces, then I think it's really important that we all do. Yeah. Um, and it's like, so very much that's part of my role and sort of it's with you as well with doing these sorts of podcasts, getting that out there and mm-hmm. getting the, these information, these talks to people. I think that's really, really important to help people realise that they aren't alone. They may feel alone and they may have all sorts of yeah. stuff coming up, but come back into connection with yourself, come back into connection with each other. That's where the support comes from. That's where our, our common unity community comes from is when we're connection to each other. And then we can use that as an opportunity to really transform what's going on in the world. Um, because I don't know if you've noticed, but when it's not cloudy at night, the stars are a lot brighter than they used to be. Oh yeah. And, um, so it's <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> That's a little thing. And it's just, yeah, and there's less light pollution about, there's less noise pollution about, and all of these different things. It's like, okay, so hmm, how do we maintain that? How do we bring that more to the fore? Um, oh, completely. Yeah, we've yeah. got to remember, it's another thing I was talking about last night, actually, about how we, we keep hold of the good stuff that's happening now and take that yeah. through to whatever happens on the other side. Um, Absolutely, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, so much so. Yeah, um, so. Yeah, so one, one question I ask everybody um, mm-hmm. is, if you could shine a light within the world on, on any area of darkness, what would it be? Oh, okay. I noticed you didn't pre-warn me about that one. No, I didn't. <laughs> I, I don't do pre warning sh- <laughs> If I could shine a light on any area of darkness, area of darkness what would it be? Oh. Whatever comes up. Wow. Yeah. That is a cracker. Um, oh, um... I, I think for me, or as much as anything, I feel that for me, it comes back to um, coming from our hearts, from that heart connection space. I think it's, um, so it's, yeah, it's kind of getting out as a society, and I know I can be very much like that, very much heady, very much in my head, logical, blah, blah, blah. Um, and that has its use, but the the detriment of that is that losing heart connections i think just helping and shining a light on that as great and as wonderful as our brains and our minds are our hearts are probably more important and that if we can connect into our hearts more then from that place we can then make miracles happen because it just that's where things radiate from um so i think yeah it'd be sort of like 
yeah the 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 darkness of being stuck in heads yeah and that mind thing mind space and to shine a light down to show the pathway down to the heart yeah l- perfect lovely something like See? that it was, there. Probably, it was there yeah <laughs> okay so um any links that we've talked about today will be in the show notes and also links to find dan thank you cool. so much dan for our conversation today it was absolutely just delight to sort of step back into knowing you a bit more and um, mm. discovering what's going on with you right now and I'm so happy to be able to share it with my listeners as well so thank you so much oh thank you Sam no like you said it's been really really good to sort of like reconnect properly and um yeah yeah it's been great talking to you and um yeah, let's make sure we keep the conversations yeah going. Definitely. definitely um I'll be definitely. uh heading over to a virtual cacao I was going to say to you how do yeah. I say that because everyone says it's different and um, yeah heading over to a power cer- ceremony sometime soon that would be amazing I might cool. introduce my elder lad to it actually we, I think it'd be good for him so, excellent yeah thank you, I'll great say, to see you there. Um, yeah thank you thanks so much I'll say goodbye to everyone and okay. um, 